Yeah, I feel like anytime I post like an Ask Me Anything, people always ask like about the black metal I listen to, but it's, it's like a lot of other shit. Yeah. Lana Del Rey, Born to Die, <laughs> Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is the Scoped Exposure Podcast. I'm sitting down with uh, a very exciting guest. Uh, how about you do a little intro about who you are? Uh, my name is Dominic. I own Pitch Black North Tea Company. And we are drinking tea on this podcast, which, uh, well, I, I am. You are... I'm drinking wine. Yeah. You've already had a lot of tea today. So. <laughs> Too much tea. Yeah. You had a... So tell me, Dom, a little bit about, um, I'm sure some people right off the bat are like wondering why you're wearing a mask. Uh, but I know a little bit about that because I know a little bit about Pitch Black. So maybe give me a little bit of context about what Pitch Black is, uh, a little bit about um, the character that you portray through that, um, that company and uh, what you do. Okay, yeah, so um, through Pitch Black North, it's um, a tea company, but it's kind of, uh, different branding than your typical David's Tea, Starbucks type stuff. Um, the mask is part of a character I play uh, called Crucifixion of Christ. Um, kind of like an alter ego, I guess. Um, it's going to be one of many characters that are going to be coming out in uh, the Pitch Black North branding and um, stuff coming forward. Um, it kind of just lets me just do whatever I want, I guess, in terms of... Um, expressing myself with through the mask and like um i guess just going through uh stuff that i enjoy personally um through the brand and uh that's basically it cool and uh just overall like tea is not something that i regularly hear from people who are into hardcore metal music so how did um your i guess passion for that start with the origin story behind that uh honestly i started out as a coffee person um like working construction jobs, waking up early, like it pretty much goes hand in hand with drinking a lot of coffee. I feel like anyone who does those types of things, they drink a lot of coffee first off. Right. Um, the company first started out as a clothing brand, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, tea was a kind of like a byproduct of the clothing brand of Pitch Black North. Um, while I was visiting my parents, um, after I'd gone on a long trip uh, traveling with a band, they suggested I start an online company like I had when I was younger, selling t-shirts online. So I thought, oh, okay, uh, sell some t-shirts online. And um, tea just happened to be the byproduct of that because they knew someone who grew tea in um, Portugal. Um, so through that, I started the company um, selling t-shirts with some tea that I was not uh, making on my own. Um, I soon realized that uh, I was selling much more tea than I was t-shirts. <laughs> um, so, so you you just wanted to slash off the shirt and then pretty much yeah. I, I pretty much stopped selling the shirts. I I fell in love with tea and like the tea making itself. There's like so much involved with it. Um, there's so many growers and like ancient families that are doing it all over the world. It's like soup. It became super interesting to me. Um, 
and being able just to create something brand new that no one's ever really tried, like the tea you're drinking right now, I can guarantee you. Um, yeah, let, let's tell you told us while we came in what what's in it, and it's it's very good. But maybe just we'll go on a, a little bit of a tangent on. Uh, what it's kind of like a is. sneak preview of a unreleased tea that's going to be a band collab. Uh, it's a smoked lapsang souchong, which is the Chinese smoked uh, tea. Um, it's Grizzler. Uh, roasted coffee beans from Edmonton and uh, it's a uh, Sancha from uh, high mountains in t- <laughs> Taiwan. <laughs> cool. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about, about the actual process of making tea. Cause if you go to any tea place um, and then they show you the tins, um, it's kind of just like a mosh pit of different herbs and different things that kind of mix in to make those really interesting flavors. So tell me a little bit about what your process is, how you're sourcing out these um, ingredients and materials to, to make your product. Uh, totally. So um, when you go into a place like uh, David's Tea and stuff like that, they'll definitely have like tons and tons of different blends, which is sick. Um, I think it's sick for the whole tea community that there's stuff available like that uh, to try different flavors and stuff. Um, when I do it personally, I uh, I kind of just like think of something that I want to drink myself. I source the ingredients from reputable, uh, sustainable wholesalers, okay, and um, local growers like the Apothecary in um, Inglewood there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you just like uh, you kind of just bring it all home. You bring all the raw ingredients home and you just experiment. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like a lot of trial and error, but it's honestly like the most fun part of the job is just like going back and forth, like finding how many uh, coffee beans and grounds will be a good addition or like be totally disgusting <laughs> right. on its own. Have you made like, some really like not great flavors? No, totally. Like it took me uh, like at least eight tries to try to find uh, the balance between uh, the Lapsang and the Sancha, mm-hmm. um, the coffee grounds, different black teas to try to balance it out. Um, and that's... Uh, that's basically just like a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It turns out to something we've been super proud of. Like, and uh, I hope the artists that I'm sending it to will enjoy it. And uh, I think it's something that I can be proud of personally. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of like that um, when you're doing anything that's brand new, you kind of have to be, or you know, pioneering into new territory on something. You kind of hope that the 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 fruits are poisonous in a way. You're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to see if this works. And if it doesn't, then redo something else versus, you know, if you're comparing that to music, um, there's a lot of music styles where it's like, okay, like this part will naturally flow into a breakdown or things like that. Totally. Um, Just wanted to naturally flow into a good, nice, even caffeinated high. Yeah. So since we're talking a little bit about music, um, you right now aren't, uh, involved in some music but as far as as far as as long as i've known you you uh used to be in a band called slumlord from edmonton uh yeah i was yeah so talk to me we won't uh live too much on that band just because um you guys aren't an active band anymore but just talk to me about like i guess your origin story on how you started to get into that style of music what you guys did uh and maybe even like what are lessons you learned in that band that kind of uh, that you've been applying in your uh, tea company? Uh, so we started in 2012 with that band. It was like uh, kind of like a handful of members from past projects. Um, 
we ended up touring a bit and uh, playing some shows across the country and abroad and stuff like that, which is super sweet. Um, we got to play with like some of my best friends over the years, which is really awesome. Um, that kind of our like kind of sound. We started out as like a very heavy hardcore band with very mosh uh, influenced breaks and stuff like that. We ended up being fairly uh, metal by the end of things. Right. Um, I would I, say when you guys, when I first heard you guys, it was like almost before beatdown was a genre to, to a degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I don't know. We were drawing a lot of influence from like a lot of bands like that were doing that really heavy stuff back then, like Zabalba, Desolated, uh, et cetera, yeah. stuff like that. Um, we'd all come from very, uh, I would say like death metal, metal, traditional backgrounds sure um and i think that definitely showed when we got a new drummer and we were able to play metal songs again mm -hmm. <laughs> with a, a, a someone who could play the faster stuff um it definitely taught me a lot about uh business side of the music aspect to make sure the wheel can keep turning and um i definitely think that it would translate into how it helped me with uh, Pitch Black North and like the whole metal influence because I feel like that's been uh, an outward projection of my life pretty much the whole way going forward. For sure. Cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your uh, the, the characters that you're starting to integrate in your company. Um, tell me a little bit about the mask itself. Is that something that you made or you got someone else to make? And um, some of the ideas, I guess, from a branding standpoint. Um, because if if anyone knows anything about scoped is that like I love the I, I, I put a lot of work at the beginning to make sure it was branded well so if someone found a Jesus piece online um, people would know it was us yeah. um, versus just like Jesus piece has like a million sets of theirs so um, yeah just talk to me about some of the characters that you're starting to uh, integrate within your brand uh, so yeah this uh, the first one is uh, this current character it's crucifixion of Christ uh, I did not make this mask. Uh, someone else made this mask for me. Very, um, an Etsy artist. <laughs> um, but it, it honestly ignited like a love for like leather work and like um, a lot of stuff that's uh, getting pretty popular right now. Um, I am working with uh, Monarchy Leather on a current collab. Leah, she's in. Uh, shout out to Leah. She's yeah, awesome. shout out to Leah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing a pretty cool uh, tea bag that is another way of just presenting tea in a way that people haven't really ever fucking seen before. Yeah. Um, it's going to be wearable art. That's also going to be a tea bag. Oh, cool. Um, which also is going to represent, uh, the kind of kinkier side of pitch black North. Mm -hmm. uh, um, there are other, like, uh, the co-owner Connor Tarmouth. He has a character that will be revealing pretty soon here. Oh, okay. Um, and as well as just like, uh, Revealing other characters as we go along. This will be like a musical project on the side as well, a la Belzebub's type style. Um, and uh, I can't really say much else going forward, but yeah. there, there, is a, there is other people coming forward and you will see them via our Instagram and mm -hmm. website. Yeah, and, and you mentioned earlier just the fact that um, you wanted to do something that wasn't as um, Starbucks, David's Tea, kind of like family-friendly, stay-at-home mom-esque. You wanted something that was 
you know, not only visually different, but just aesthetically as well. Um, but still produce as good, if not better of a product. So I, I, I'm curious, like, who do you think your, you know, ideal, um, customer base that, that you're finding and, and how that potential word of mouth is spreading throughout, um, the metal scene? Um, like my ideal customer base is anyone who likes quality tea and likes, um, just like the overall aesthetic of what we're doing, like I can definitely attest to that our quality of product, uh, you can't beat it anywhere. Um, the prices may be a bit higher from David's tea, <laughs> but we're, uh, I'm an extremely small, uh, company. You're in my, you're in my warehouse right now, yeah. <laughs> sitting in my, uh, sitting in my warehouse. Um, uh, like the reason we're doing tea is, um, I love caffeine. I love everything about tea. Like, uh, like I spoke earlier before, but, um, the way we're presenting things is a lot of my personal interests and my Connor Tarmouse interests and presenting as a satanic tea company, which is also like kind of, uh, pushed people's buttons a little bit which I didn't think was going to be such a controversial thing in 2019. But uh, I guess apparently if you hear Satanic Tea Company, it's kind of weird, granted. Um, that being said, I feel like it just sparks, it sparks you to look kind of more into what I'm talking about when I say Satanic Tea Company. And I'm not going to abide by, oh, Satanic Temple, the Church of Satan, Leviathan, or uh, LeVay, whatever you uh, may believe. But like the core thing there is... Um, just having empathy for your fellow man mm -hmm. and uh, not taking shit, which is um, something that I strongly believe in and I think is powerful for anyone going forward. Uh, it's not just tea. It's like more of a way of life. For sure. Yeah. And and from my understanding, that's a, a common thing um, uh, for people who hear that. They just get like super freaked out and like a lot of um, ideals of people who may or may, may not believe that are just kind of like, like you said, empathy for your fellow man, just being yeah. like a good person. So, um, but freaking people out is half the fun. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking gimp mask. Yeah. Is there a, uh, do you think that's the biggest misconception about, uh, pitch black as a whole? Pardon me. Do you think that's the biggest misconception about pitch black as a whole that, that you're more than like, it's a tea company on the surface, but like there's stuff underneath that. Um, I feel like when people first see like the website or the Instagram or they hear pitch black North satanic tea company, they don't know, they don't know what the fuck to think. Right. Um, they're just headlines. Yeah. No, it's like, I feel like, and that just like sparks to more, um, intrigue as to like finding out more. Um, I feel like I'm pretty open on our Instagram and our website about what we're about. Um, <laughs> we're not like uh the old like sacrificing babies and stuff like right. that to the old like classic satanic type shit it's not like uh satan uh satanism forward it's just like being empathetic forward and that's basically all it is yeah having conversations like this over tea or wine or yeah whatever yeah um so that's actually a great segue because one question i had was um definitely for me like and, and like you said like I'm a big coffee nerd, um, and you started that way as well. Um, so what, in your opinion, are some of the benefits uh, to drinking tea versus something like coffee or 
even something like energy drinks because I feel like coffee and energy drinks are the two things that I always will see at a, at a hardcore show or a festival, but not um, tea necessarily. Totally. Um, so tea overall is just healthier. Um, the way that caffeine interacts with your cells is um, better than the way coffee does, but the way coffee, it hits harder and like I'm guilty of it. I'll have a coffee first thing in the morning rather than tea because I'm an addict and I need that <laughs> caffeine hard at first, but then I'll drink tea throughout the rest of the day. Um, the antioxidants in tea are much higher and the options are different. There's herbal, there's uh, camellia sinensis, there's um, roibus, there's all sorts of different options where it's just the coffee um, does a lot more damage overall. Um, it's a lot easier to overdrink on coffee than it is on tea. Uh, pretty much is overall <laughs> tea is uh, health-wise, it's definitely a better way to go. Um, one of our blends is called Throat of Lucifer. It's marketed towards uh, vocalists and stuff as an alternative to throat coat. Mm -hmm. um, throat coat is something I've used personally, uh, singing in bands and offering it to friends. And like, honestly, it just like numbs your throat. And that was the whole purpose to create the new blend. Um, it doesn't numb, you have total control of your voice, but it also soothes and uh, it makes it anti-inflammatory, it clears your sinuses. Um, and I feel like that's been like an also uh, a big step into the metal community as an alternative to like uh, taking a bunch of Advils or throat zone from- Or like, uh, yeah, I, I remember for, sorry to cut you off, but there was a, I was recording for my band once and I had a little tickle in my throat. So I think I, got like the super extra strength like lozenges yeah. and i think i was like every song just like two in my mouth at a time and i and you just I was shred your throat yeah yeah i definitely felt fine like then because i was like all loosened up but then the next day i was just like oh man what did i do to my throat no really? totally and it's just, um, Cause it's just a band-aid fix at that at that point a band-aid that also like is kind of hurting you at the same time because right. you're pushing yourself further um, with the Throat of Lucifer blend, you kind of feel more control. Um, you're not numbing anything. You're just soothing it. Mm -hmm. um, and you can know when to stop, when you need to stop, to not further uh, destroy your voice. Right. Um, so maybe that's a, a great um, question just overall. Like, how do you take your tea? Personally? Yeah, personally. Oh, it totally depends. Like, if it's Throat of Lucifer, I'll take it just straight up with some honey. Um, depending on the blend of the black tea, I'll take it with some oat milk or almond milk, maybe honey or sugar. Um, it honestly depends on the mood. It's also like kind of different because like if I have my coffee, it's always almond milk, sugar, and then that's straight up it. Right. Uh, tea, I feel like there's a, a world of different tastes that you affect by adding, if anything, if like there's definitely a lot of uh, purists that say if you add anything, you're trash, but I think do what you like. <laughs> and that's like, I feel like a good motto for life. Just do what the fuck you like. Yeah. Who cares about someone's shit on you, putting sugar in it. Just <laughs> drink it if you like yeah. it. Yeah. That's like, you know, classic, like, um, like guilty pleasure bands or things like that. I'm like, I think you just like what you yeah, like. Yeah. Zero, I have zero guilty pleasure. Band. If you check out my record collection, you probably <laughs> yeah. zero, zero shame. What's, uh, what's the, <laughs> well, since you brought it up, what is, uh, maybe something that's, um, a little out there that's not in your regular um, queue. What's regular out there? Oh, man. Um, don't look at that brand new record. I don't know what's going on with them these days. 
Uh, maybe some Bell and Sebastian. Oh. You said Bell and Sebastian, but then you had another record on oh, top yeah. of that. I'm like, that looks the like a normal dog record. <laughs> Bell and Sebastian is sick. Tiger Milk? Tiger Milk. Cool. Um, yeah, I feel like anytime I post like an Ask Me Anything, people always ask like about the black metal I listen to, but it's, it's like a lot of other shit. Yeah. Lana Del Rey. Born to Die. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me. No, I think that's... I don't know. Like, I find, like, I, I, I can say for certain that I'm listening to some kind of heavier record every day of my life, probably. Totally. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, I want to listen to, like, I don't know, just some, like, lighter, like, kind of, like, R&B music or, like, I don't know, just, like, something chill. And totally. it doesn't need to be, like, you listen to black metal or you listen to this only at yeah. all times of the day because sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you're like still like kind of not there like you don't want to hear just blast beats just pounding through your ears oh and i totally get that like yeah. this is like variety is the spice of life like um this orville peck came on the scene i didn't really hear anything about it i saw the mass so obviously i was definitely oh that's the the country the country singer he's yeah. from toronto um obviously checked it out because of the mask and like definitely dug it like wouldn't call myself a country fan but like that's something I will definitely push uh, for right. sure. Um, so that's interesting. So you went to see him just because of the of the map. Oh, I didn't get to see him. I had to work. Oh, <laughs> as I was saying okay. earlier. you just checked him out. Um, yeah, I've, but like uh, he's coming to play here for Calgary Stampede, and I'll definitely be at that at that show. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like let's let's go down that path a bit. So obviously, um, I would. I feel like I could put money on the fact that you probably grew up listening to Slipknot a lot. Yes. Um, so they were probably like the main band that kind of like, I think for a lot of people like inspired just like this love of like putting on a mask and, um, you know, having this alter ego to a degree. Um, do you have a favorite Slipknot mask, whether it's, you know, one of Corey Taylor's, initial ones or current ones probably like early Corey taylor's like the dreads and stuff coming off like just classic late 90s early 2000s uh awesome new metal just like so weird so shocking at the time like um even his current mask now like i think it's like it's simple but it's just so odd <laughs> and uh didn't it, wasn't his mask like it got memed it looked like a koala bear or something. I don't know. Oh, the yeah. the new one. Yeah, the newest one. It was just the clear, me- like the clear mm-hmm. plastic. No, yeah. I haven't seen the meme. Okay, well maybe I'll like put the meme up like right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely liked. Uh, I think it was from a few years a few years ago. Sid, um, their like um, their DJ because he had like robotic. Uh, or animatronic aspects, so his yeah. eyebrows would like go up and down. Yeah. But he doesn't say anything, so it's just like. He's such an interesting character. In that I don't know band. who has like, um, I don't know who, I'm not sure which member has like the guy, but it's like, uh, he's standing like this with like the, the cloak. It's like the one death record. It looks exactly like the cover of, uh, it's like the second death record. Oh, okay. He's wearing the hood. I yeah. There's <laughs> like, we could probably sit here for the next couple of hours. Yeah, and just like, disgust. did you take any influence directly for the crucifixion of Christ, um, mask that you're wearing or uh, did you just kind of like 
I know I want to have these aspects. It was like lightly. I like I knew I I knew what I wanted, and I searched for a long time. Um, I searched for a long time uh, via the internet to try and find something, and like through different uh, makers who make the mask, and it, I feel like this is a good round one um, start. But there's definitely going to be much more, uh, many more masks. Uh, coming in the very near future mm -hmm. uh, for Pitch Black North and for Crucifixion of Christ uh, cool. specifically. And then uh, you touched earlier on just like the the music aspect. Um, is that something that you're going to be performing uh, with a band or by yourself? Or have you thought about those uh, logistics? Uh, yeah, totally. So like the band itself will be uh, me at first just like online, but I am wanting to do live performances with uh, a band the next year. Cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something metal. Related. It will be metal. Yeah. yeah Not like a Lana Del Rey. There might be some Lana Del Rey <laughs> influence, but uh, that'll be, you'll have to see. Yeah. Have to wait and see. Um, not going to rule out any kind of music genre. You're not originally from Calgary where we're recording this. You're originally from Edmonton. Um, so I wanted to ask um, just because I'm not originally from Calgary, and when I moved here from Winnipeg two years ago, definitely noticed a lot of differences from that small city to Calgary as a whole. Yeah. Um, when I was in the process of moving, people were telling me, like, if you lived in Winnipeg, Edmonton would feel a lot more close to that just because it's an older city. Um, so what were some of the differences that you found just moving from Edmonton to Calgary, just overall, like, um, life-wise? Uh, I'm actually originally from Vancouver. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I moved to I, I Edmonton to, to play in Slumlord. Oh, okay. Uh, but definitely there's, I would say, Calgary is a lot more like Vancouver is than Edmonton is. And For sure. Yeah. I feel much more at home here living downtown because that's um, definitely what I'm more accustomed to being from Vancouver, living down there most of my life. Mm -hmm. um, you were talking a little bit about like the fetishy side of pitch black. Is yeah. that something that you're going to be exploring more with? Oh, totally. It's, um, uh, just with them, like, uh, working with monarchy leather and like talking to her about different, uh, options of stuff that I've always like in my wildest dreams, like have wanted to do with the tea company and like, just kind of realizing, um, that could be a reality. Just having, knowing someone valuable like that who has the knowledge that I don't necessarily have at all when it comes to that. Um, especially with uh, the new characters we have in works coming forward to be part of the Pitch Black North uh, group of people, group of freaks, <laughs> I should say. Is that the official name? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Group of freaks. Um, freaks with like a Z or... Freak? No. Money it's, sign? It's, it's been taken. <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll see a lot more uh, fetishy type stuff um just like a lot of the weird you're gonna see a lot more weird coming out this summer and uh into the fall cool for sure um sweet um I, I i was gonna see if we needed to stop to let jordan just crack his beer he's just trying to be so quiet <laughs> but we we ended up being okay what so far has been your proudest accomplishment with uh the tea whether um, that's you know selling a bag to someone deep within the metal scene or just like nailing a, a flavor that took you a long, long time to, 
to create? Um, honestly, like the last six months have been kind of fucked for like stuff like that. Um, we've achieved a lot of stuff that I never really thought we would get to do. Um, Kier Gilchrist from Atypical off Netflix is a sponsored artist of ours now. And it's a great show. It's a great dude. Oh, okay. um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, we recently released a collab with the band Midnight Satanic Royalty. Um, I'm immensely pl- proud of that. Um, one of my favorite bands. I can't believe we got to actually make a meme into a physical piece of merch. Um, there's two, three collabs with um, some of my literally all-time favorite bands that we're going to be releasing hopefully uh, all three this year. At least two will be released this year. Um, I can't tell you who that is, but um, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be something I'm extremely proud of. Um, the tea that you're drinking right now is definitely one of the most uh, unique blends I've ever made. Super cool. Um, anyone who's like I've met and is... Uh, has influenced me like just through the tea trade. I'm like super thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten a couple wholesale accounts, which I didn't really think this company would ever start doing through Rite of Ritual and the Grizzler in Edmonton. Oh, cool. Um, and there's a lot more pending. Uh, so I would say like all of those things in one is something that I'm like extremely proud of. Um, Mike, uh, the co-owner Connor is also rebranding all the labels and they, I think they all look insane mm-hmm. compared to just the plain labels. They all have individual pictures and shit now. So it looks oh, sick. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can maybe announce on this podcast that we have a little bit of a sponsorship as well. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, so this is a one of six. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of six mugs. So it's uh, pitch black on the front and then our logo on the back. And we're going to be doing a little contest for people who, are kind of first listeners of the podcast. Um, so if that's, if you're listening to this like two years from now, probably it's over, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can find details on that, um, on our social and whatnot, but yeah, we're going to be doing, a we're going to be holding those for ourselves so that we can drink your tea, um, for other guests, but you know, we're going to do a little giveaway for that. Um, yeah. So, Maybe uh maybe as we're wrapping up here, Dom, uh with two more questions. What's the maybe what's the one thing that you really want people to get out of uh your tea, whether it's the the messaging that you're getting across or just an overall just you want people to drink more tea overall? <laughs> I definitely want people to drink more tea. Um I definitely want people to drink my tea. But more importantly, when they're drinking the tea, I just want them to like have uh, an overall awareness of their inner selves. Um, definitely have empathy towards your fellow man. Um, I think it's extremely important. I think it's something that's lacking in the general public um, yeah. these days. And uh, that's like definitely our strongest message going forward is empathy. Um, and tea can uh, spark uh, a lot of things, can spark a lot of conversations and... Um, just get you motivated to move in that uh, positive direction. Yeah, that's 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 great. Um, and then our last or my last question is kind of a, a re- reoccurring segment on the podcast is um, just like your favorite or um, craziest mosh story from a show, whether that was you or someone else that you saw. Um, that's that's how we end these uh, <laughs> these episodes. All right. Um, 
I play a show in a basement. I got stone cold stunnered and my collarbone got shattered during the last uh, song of my set. That's uh, my story. Yeah. When was, what year was that? 2013. Oh. I would say I don't mosh at all. If anyone knows me, they know I, I'm the guy on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were playing a show, yeah, I got stone cold stunnered. Oh. And my collarbone broke <laughs> real bad. Yeah. I went to the hospital the next day and they said it was broken. Yeah. When I didn't believe it. <laughs> Luck. I'm guessing you weren't on tour for that. No, that was luckily in Edmonton. Thank God. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do the rest of these dates. Yeah. Um, that's that's crazy. Um, I, I don't know if that's moshing, but I just well, physical assault, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not uh, <laughs> physical assault. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily uh, needed just to be a mosh story. It could just be a show story uh, overall. But um, speaking of shows, I'm really excited to see. Um, the music side of what you're doing come to life in the next uh, few months. Thank you. I, uh, if you like Slipknot, I hope that you will enjoy what we put out. Yeah. Is the rest of your band going to be wearing masks as well? Uh, who knows? There's nobody's <laughs> right now, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, cool. Well, yeah, just before we go, just uh, how do people uh, keep up with what you're doing? Like, what are your plugs? Uh, you can check out Pitch Black North on Instagram. And Facebook, pitchblacknorth.com is their website. Uh, my business partner is tar underscore mouth on Instagram. You can check out all his artwork there. And uh, you can check out Crucifixion of Christ on Instagram too for my personal page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, definitely go follow and support Dom and Pitch Black and everything that you're doing is, I think, uh, it's, you can't, it can't be ignored. And, uh, <laughs> I'm super happy that we got to sit down today and, and talk about tea. And you've definitely inspired me to drink more tea. Word, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening.